Well, hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Frame Skip Podcast. Uh, boys, we're back. We are. We are. We're back. Where are we, where are we back from, Seth? Well, so if you are uh, just joining us and you, you have not followed us through our journey of years and years and years, uh, we are a group of some fine gentlemen who used to record a podcast called the Retro and Modern Network Podcast. Still hate that name, by the way. Um, <laughs> hey, this is the beginning. And we did that for about, how long, Austin? Four years? Four and a half years. Four and a half years. We did that for four and a yep. half years. We did great things. Eventually, we split up and went our separate ways. But uh, due to popular demand... We're back. And by popular, I mean just us. Yeah, just I'm pretty us. sure. Yeah, pretty much. There might have been a few fans like Alden that were asking for it, like over the summer, for example. But I'm pretty sure for the most part, this was kind of just us being like, you know, we want a podcast again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically, well, you know I mean, how it all started, right? No. Okay. No. So really. I brought it up in the chat, in one of oh, our chats. Seth is, but the thing was, okay. yeah. I was drunk as, as I was drunk, <laughs> straight up drunk. So are, you're saying that. that drunk coach is what caused the return of the beloved retro and modern network crew. Because I threw name. it out there. I just threw it out there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you did. Threw it out there and we caught it and picked it up, Coach. Uh, so I guess we should introduce ourselves for the for the uninitiated. First up, he's going to teach you algebra and then he's going to put you down for the three count. He's the strongest man in the state of Texas. Ladies and gentlemen, the water puller master, the coach, Kyle Newman. What's up, everybody? What's up, Coach? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great. Up next, he's the master of Liberty Mountain. He's known to some as the local lizard man. Hide your daughters. Hide your wife. He's the ladies man, Elijah Steele. Hello there. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good, buddy. I miss you. I miss you too. Oh, you fools. He's last, but he's certainly not least. He's the bad boy of journalism who doesn't play by the rules. Known as the Sacks of the South. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the amazing Austin Eller. Hello, everyone. Hey, and buddy. I don't know what that means by I don't play by the rules, but I, I think I do. So just putting that out there. <laughs> you, you do that play. Makes it great. It, that that okay. So are you too young for the Fairly Odd Parents? No. Okay, so absolutely that was, not. Seth, you're like two years older than me. I wasn't sure. <laughs> that that's like a famous Fairly Odd Parents episode. He's a bad boy cop who Is doesn't it? play by the rules. Yeah. Timmy Turner turns himself into a into like a like a like a like a like a big hulking like. Uh, oh yeah, you're thinking. right. And it was because it was because he watched the 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 cop show. Okay. He's I remember. A, he's a bad boy cop who doesn't play by the rules. <laughs> I can't believe you guys didn't pick up on that. No, I I love uh, Fairly Odd Parents when I was a kid, but I don't really recall that quote too well. I loved Fairly Odd Parents, man. That was such a good good yep. cartoon show. It really was. You did play the sax, right? That was your instrument. Yeah, I played saxophone for only a couple years, actually, but I played clarinet for like six years. That's what I thought. Known so. as the sax of the South. Yeah. Because, of course, you're down there in the old Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I am. I am. <laughs> Where it's, we've pretty much not had a winner, so. <laughs> I'm uh, no, no, hold on. I, I, I'm pretty sure I saw you post one of your stories that had snowfall. Yeah, we had snow a couple of weeks ago, but prior to that, like, it's been like 70 degrees, like oh, pretty okay. much the last two months. 
okay. You know, so, I'll uh, never forget yeah. when you sent us a it was like a video or something and you just it just showed snow on the ground, not much, and you're just like everything is closed. Yeah, so you <laughs> like, know you what that's called? The ground. We have a word for that day, Elijah, and I don't know if you guys know this up north, but there was a snowfall about five years ago that shut down literally all of the state. I remember and this. Everyone no. in the state calls it Snowmageddon. Snowmageddon. <laughs> and I am not joking. Like, if you say Snowmageddon, they know exactly what snowfall you are talking about. Um, a lot of cheapskates <laughs> in, uh, like, the, the north will go down south to buy, um, like, Jeeps because yeah. the Jeeps down there are not equipped with all-wheel drive. They only have two-wheel drive because you don't need yeah. all-wheel drive down there. So, Very like, true. they'll go down there, buy the Jeeps, and bring them back up because they're, like, they're way cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you just got, like, a useless Jeep that you can't drive in the winter. So, I don't know what the point <laughs> of that is. But, hey. That's... Yeah, if I'm buying a Jeep, I want it to be all-wheel drive. Yeah, man. I don't, I'm not sure. Like, like, I guess maybe you just like the look of the Jeep. But, um, anyway. So, we, we, we got together, we decided to make this podcast frame skip because we missed talking about video games every week, and uh, I think this time around, things are going to be a little different. We're trying to keep it a little more professional, right, Austin? Yes. So, yeah. um, I should just put this out there. Um, I'm currently sitting in a studio at my job at Cox Media Group, so we're using a lot of their resources to make this happen, which is great. Um, so, I have a lot of technology at my disposal which is going to be nice but yeah we're definitely like on top of that um we've been planning a lot more i'd say um and really just kind of been on the ball so we hope to really give you guys a show that is professional but is still obviously as casual as it used to be so and uh and fun and a big thank you to them for letting us yeah absolutely do everything we need well you go ahead and let them know that the ladies man elijah steel says thank you there austin i will all right, and they're going to appreciate that. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I guess we should uh, just go ahead and uh, introduce ourselves, Coach. Why, why don't you give us the old uh, soapbox, there, buddy? Let, let us know who who you are, what you're about. So, what do you, what type of things do we, do we want to talk about? Well, just give us a background to, on if yourself. If you had to write a short story based right. on Coach, what would it say? All right, so. One night, my mom and dad. Okay, here we go. <laughs> no, okay, so I'm currently in El Paso right now, and uh, I'm about two and a half, three months from relocating back to Dallas. Uh, I'm in between deployments. I'm thinking that I have another two, hopefully three years before my next one, just so I could kind of chill out for a little while. And then um, just spend a lot of time teaching, a lot of military stuff, and then... When I do have time, I'm either doing training for triathlons or playing as video games as much as I can, which is very little, but you know. So that's so, me in a nutshell. Just, just uh, do you still play water polo? No, I coached it when I was back in Dallas, but then uh, when I got back from Kuwait, I decided to not coach mm-hmm. um, for a little while so I could focus just on teaching. So, but when I get back to Dallas, uh, starting the summer, I'll be playing water polo again. So what yeah, kind of games buddy. do you play coach? What are you, what are you interested in? Well, right now I'm like into my Nintendo 64, okay. like big time. Like, um, I got some projects on the horizon where I'm doing some of the id, um, 
games, the first-person shooter games. So you had Doom 64, Quake, Quake 2, and then it wasn't developed by id, but Hexen as well. Um, and I believe Romero had something to do with that game. I think maybe that's his first game after uh, he left id. I don't know. I could be wrong. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, what's your favorite game of all time? Oh, man, there's so many to choose from. But more recently, I have to say Breath of the Wild. Okay, Elijah. <laughs> what about you? Uh, what, what are you about, buddy? Give us your short story. Uh, I work at a mid-tier warehouse in central Pennsylvania, so there's absolutely nothing that goes on there. I do stream on Twitch, though, and make YouTube content in my free time because it's fun. And I just I I try and game as much as I possibly can because uh, it keeps me happy. Okay, uh, so uh, what kind of games are you into, Elijah? Give give us give us your repertoire here. I it, it's strange to say, and it might be cliche, but I am kind of into everything. Considering last week I played everything from Car Mechanic Simulator to Dead Cells to The Division Two. Oh wow! So yeah, a, a wide range of tastes. What's your favorite game of all time? Favorite game of all time is easily Bioshock. Okay. It, it has easily. just such an overwhelming sense of environment. It's a fun game. I love the story. Everything about it really speaks to me. So easily your favorite game of all time. It clears that high jump without even trying. For the most part. Final Fantasy VII does give it a run for its money. Okay. But okay. Uh, it's Bioshock. Okay. Austin, well, uh, how about you, buddy? Hello. Uh, Hi. Yeah. So I'm, I don't even know how old I am, 24. I'm the youngest of the bunch, but I'm a senior at Georgia, University of Georgia, studying journalism. Um, I also minor in Japanese, which is fun. Um, so I've been studying Japanese for three years now. Um, I also work part-time, like I said, at Cox Media Group, um, doing radio stuff. So I control radio boards and sometimes I'm on the radio and things of that sort. Um, I guess in my free time that I have very little of, uh, <laughs> I uh, like to spend time with my girlfriend and our cat and our leopard gecko, which we just got last year, which has been a fun ride. Oh, um, interesting. Yeah, that's what I do. Diving into the uh, reptilian side of things, huh? Yep. I like it. Yep. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Awesome. What, are, uh, what, what kind of interest do you have as far as video games go? Um, recently it's been a little harder, uh, just cause like I said, my free time has been non-existent for the last two years, three years or so. Um, but I typically play a lot of co-op games and stuff with my girlfriend. So right now we've been playing, um, Final Fantasy 14, um, been trying to get her to go through that for a long time. So I was super happy when she finally bought it. Um, that, and then Monster Hunter World is our, our big one. So um we play a lot of that too um but hopefully once i graduate i'm able to get back into some some rpgs and stuff because i i really miss having time for those right. that's really awesome that you two can do that like it really is that's like that's cool yeah i mean it's it's by far one of our favorite things to do together so um we just bought a way out which should be fun to hey, split screen co-op so a way out yeah. is a wonderful game yeah mm -hmm. a student asked me about that game if, if i've played it it's it's really good, man. Uh, it, it's an experience unlike any game I've ever played before because it's meant to be played completely co-op, and you can do it in one sitting. It only takes about maybe four to six hours. Yeah. Hmm. 
It's really, really good. And the, the, the ending is, uh, is really, really awesome, too. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy that. You should start playing it. Yeah. It's also an easy platinum. Uh, awesome. <laughs> What's your favorite game of all time? Well, since Coach already said my usual, usual answer, which oh is God. Breath of the Wild, um, I'm just going to say Metal Gear Solid 3. Such that's a good choice. Game. That's a great choice. It's also the best of that whole series by far. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think one's one's up there for me, but I think three's the best. I tried to go back and play one maybe two years ago, and I was like, I can't do this. I, I just can't yeah, do this. I get it. It's it's rough to go back to for sure. Yeah. Did you guys um, play the um the the remake on the GameCube? No. It was so nope. good. So good. I regret getting rid of it. It's oh. worth a lot. <laughs> yes, it is. yes, it is. It's the Twin Snakes, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Hmm. What about you, Seth? Didn't oh, they, real quick, didn't they use the engine from the second one, which yep. came out on, okay, that's what I thought. They yep, used it the runs engine. off of the engine from two. So. What about me? Yep. Yes, uh, so, uh, the old name is Seth Slykehouse. I was born in... Uh, Central PA, much like Mr. Elijah Steele over there. Let's see. Uh, I'm a black belt in karate, and I study various martial arts. It's kind of my, my pastime when I'm not gaming or being depressed. <laughs> and uh, I mainly play like a, a wide variety of JRPGs. Uh, and that's, that's narrowed down in recent years. I, I used to play a lot of games, a lot of different genres, a lot of different... Uh, consoles but really what's happened to me as i've gotten older is it just kind of narrowed down into the jrpg genre i'm not really sure why and every once in a while I'll branch out like i played destiny earlier this year a little bit but um my favorite game of all time is uh chrono cross of course yeah naturally and i i'm thinking about and i haven't decided yet but i'm thinking about streaming it on twitch because i can do a no death no save run of that game bro you should do it man yeah the only problem with doing a no-save run is that you have to play it in one sitting, and it takes about 20 hours. I believe in you. Whoa, you can do it. Okay. Just spend me. a weekend on that. and uh, Just let fun. me know about five minutes before the end, and I'll come in and support you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Uh, so, like, yeah, with, with, with Chrono Cross, it's, it's, it's wild because it's like riding a bike to me. Like, I, I just jump into that game, and I, I really don't even have to think about what I'm doing. I can just go through, and I'm like, okay attach these elements to this person go and get like these exploits and whatnot and i just run through the game without any issues whatsoever earlier in the year uh i ran pedro my my good friend uh, and, and former roommate through chrono cross and i think i think he died twice mm. um but there's a couple there's a couple bosses in that game where it does get iffy because they can one shot you but it's 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 my favorite game of all time best soundtrack of all time by the way too. what's the best way to play it Corner Cross? Yeah. On PS1. Really? Or PS3. I mean, the PS3, I mean, obviously PS3 emulates PS1 games almost perfectly, but Corner Cross is not a game that emulates well. It, it's notoriously extremely hard to emulate, and you get a bunch of graphical glitches and crashes and whatnot, or at least that's the way it was 10 years ago. I haven't tried it since then, but usually when I want to play Corner Cross, I just boot up the old PS3 and run through it. I wonder how it would run. Can you play that on the Vita? I'm assuming. I haven't tried you it. You should be able okay. to. But you should be able to. But remember that the Vita, about a year in, lost support for a ton of PS1 games. You guys remember yeah. this? Yeah. Yeah. Which was You're very right. strange. They just randomly pulled them. 
from If I'm support. not mistaken, though, there is a way around that, last I heard, but that might have changed. But I feel like you could actually get around that pulled support. Uh, lately, though, I, I beat Need for Speed Heat, which was awesome, and uh, I put 500 hours into Final Fantasy XIV this past fall, and um, I've been emulating Crisis Core on PC. Nice. So. Good choice. Nice. Oh, wow. Was yeah. that a DS game, or was that a PSP? That was a PSP game, and the, the interesting thing about Crisis Core is that you can only play it physically on PSP. There's no other way to play that game unless you pirate it and emulate it. Yep, it's not on uh, Vita, and neither is uh, Birth by Sleep, actually. Nope. Neither so. of those games ever got uh, released digitally. Yep. And the, the thing that I found really amazing uh, through my emulation with Crisis Core is that it upscales extremely well. Uh, Crisis Core looks as good as Kingdom Hearts like 1 and 2 does on PS4. It looks really, really good. It's a, it's a, it's a real shame that that game never got re-released in any capacity because... Obviously, the backstory coming out with... I would have bet money that they would have re-released it because of Final Fantasy VII Remake coming out in a yeah. month and a half. Um, would have thought. But, yeah, it would have just printed money for Square. But for some reason... I mean, I know the reason. The reason is because um, they used the main villain, Genesis. They, they referenced the singer Gact, who's a famous celebrity in Japan. And I guess they couldn't get the rights again from him. So it's mm. like, it's, they're, they're in a tough spot. But hey, man, go back and change his face. Who cares? Yeah. But that's that. Cool. All right. Well, gentlemen, uh, as we are going to do from this moment forward, mm-hmm. we are going to select four news topics every single week. And we are going to go over them in depth and give our... Um, I, thoughts on them uh, we used to go over uh, maybe pretty much pretty much all the news of the week on, on our old show and yeah. we kind of decided to cut down thought that that was too much and uh, we are going to narrow down to topics we think are most relevant and things that we can talk about so yep. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it to Austin here why, why don't you kick it off tell me about uh, Sony struggling with the PlayStation Prime price yeah, so this was a big story um, last week, but obviously we had not recorded the podcast yet. So I thought this was pretty pertinent, and I, I just think it's interesting. Um, but this comes from Bloomberg. This is a report from them. Um, and basically, at the end of the day, the TLDR of the story is that the manufacturing costs for the PlayStation 5 are averaging right now at about $450 per unit, um, which is is pretty high, and I'll go into that a little more in a minute, but um, if I'm not mistaken, there was something with, yeah, so the DRAM um, and the NAND flash memory, I guess is how you say it, um, are like in a shortage right now, which they were planning on using for the PS5 hardware, Um, so naturally that's shooting the price up considerably. Um, I know they were also saying something about potentially having like a camera built into the hardware and if i'm not mistaken one of those dram or nand flash memory um pieces had something directly to do with that camera and so they're kind of trying to i guess the report at least is saying that they're kind of trying to to figure out 
what to do with the price um, and not just that, but the camera. Because obviously if they can't fit in this hardware, um, what happens with the camera then? Do they even include it in the final piece? Um, what do they do? So that's something. Um, another thing I was reading recently was that um, that this article doesn't actually mention, but I remember reading a few analysts talking about how yes, the manufacturing costs has been booted or boosted to $450 per unit, but that is purely the manufacturing cost and not like the shipping or like um, any of that stuff. So, you know, that's $450 for the actual console itself and nothing to do with the actual, um, you know, sales side of it. So um, I was just curious to see what you guys thought about this because personally, um, I'm a little unsure as to how I'm feeling about getting a new console this year. Um, I'm pretty happy with my PS4. I still have so many games I want to play on it. And I've got to say, if it's going to be 500 plus, I don't know that I'll be getting it right away. But I wanted to hear what you guys had to say about this. Interesting. So, um, in my opinion, first off, they can just cut the camera right out. Unless it, like, it doesn't... I don't think we need a camera built in unless it's got no. something like they're they're trying to build in VR with it or something like that, and the camera would, would make use for that. But I want to bring up a statistic for you guys here, um, which is why I'm not too concerned about this because uh, Colin was talking about this on the latest Sacred Symbols. Uh, the PS4 actually cost $381 to manufacture, mm -hmm. and they retailed it for $400. Um, so. Mm. I'm not super worried about the 450 price tag. I think it's probably going to come out at $500 um, straight up. I don't see Sony dropping it any lower or higher or going higher than that. Uh, the only t the only thing I could see uh, Sony dropping it for and to take actually a loss would probably be if Microsoft comes out and starts dropping bangers of reveals, um, and they announce their their price to be like 450 or something like that. I would I would see, I would expect Sony to take a loss then, sort of like they did on the PS3. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would expect too. Now, going into before we knew price or anything, I figured if I wanted to buy the say the new PlayStation and the new Xbox, it would come to a thousand dollars, five hundred each. That's mm -hmm. why I, I'm expecting five hundred for each of these consoles. So I saw the four fifty, and I'm like, part of me is like, you know, I kind of expected that, but the other half of me is like, I was hoping it would be less because I liked pay, like paying the four hundred. Be that. The 400 made me feel like I got a premium product kind of at a discount, if that makes sense. It it made me feel like I got a $500 thing at 400, yeah. which was nice. So if it's 400, it's like, yeah, or 500, it, it's what I expect. I'm definitely getting a new uh, PlayStation 5 this year. PlayStation 4 is my main console, so that'll take its place there. But at the same time, I hope they can get it down a little bit. I know for me... Like, if you remember in um, the beginning of this generation, almost all games that were multi-platform, they would release both on the 360 or the Xbox One or the PS3 and the PS4. So I see that happening this time um, for at least a couple years. Right. And right now, even for the Xbox One, there's no real well we know the story about the xbox or the the series x we know that you could get them on um the games on pc and um on xbox xbox one as well but i just don't see any titles for ps the ps5 
that would make me want to go out and buy it day one. Well, they haven't really announced anything, though, right? No, and you're right. They haven't. But there is that small rumor that maybe um, a Ratchet and Clank game Mm -hmm. might be on there. And I know us and I played the last one, which was phenomenal. Absolutely amazing. Amazing So you were able to play it too, Seth? Oh yeah, my ex girlfriend got it for me for my birthday that year, yeah. and I played through it pretty much in like a couple days. I couldn't get, I couldn't walk away from the game. I was like enthralled with this Ratchet and Clank game. I'm not even a Ratchet and Clank fan. I was just I, I got it and started playing it. And I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing. Um, it was beautiful. It played real solid and, and, and great, and um, I, had a, I had a blast with it. But I'm kind of in your camp here, Austin. I don't know how I feel about getting new consoles this fall. I definitely want to, mm-hmm. but I have my Pro, and they're, with, with, with the articles coming out this week that most games are going to be multi-plats um, for the first couple years at least, especially Xbox absolutely came out and said this uh, yep. for the first 18 months, I'm like, I don't... Like Sony's really gonna have to try hard to sell me to buy to buy a PS5 this year, because if if I can just play games on my Pro, which I'm perfectly happy with, I don't know that I need to go ahead and, and buy a PS5 for what like a, like a slight resolution boost, faster yeah. loading times. I don't know that I need that. I mean, I agree, and I think the other thing is too um, with the exclusives. I mean, I'm curious to see what they have at launch, obviously, but I mean, we know The Last of Us Two is a PS4 game. We know Ghost of Tsushima is still a PS4 game, even though it looks freaking beautiful. And I think everyone was not expecting it to be a PS4 game, but it is. Um, obviously, Final Fantasy VII is pretty soon. That's still a PS4 game. Like, I feel like all of these huge titles are still releasing. And at least for me, like, if I've not made it clear, I don't have that much time to play games anymore. And there's just so much still on PS4 that, like, is, is sitting there in my library or that I haven't purchased and I still want to play. I mean, when I just think about this year alone, I mean, like the games I just mentioned, plus Cyberpunk, I mean, that's also PS4. So um, there's just some big titles coming out this year and especially at $500. And I think you're right, Elijah. I, I don't necessarily know that I was not expecting $500. I'm just, it's interesting to see that their prices have gone up from what they were potentially expecting. Um, I think is the more interesting thing. Like, I'd be curious to know if they were originally targeting like 450 or something. But anyway, well, I, I just see, I just yeah. saw here what, what, that was really interesting because uh, I looked at that art of those that, that that statistic. Mm-hmm. The Xbox One it cost 471 dollars to make, and that came out at 500, right? Yes. Yep. Mm, but 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 the thing I'll say about that though is when it launched, it did include the Connect. Yeah. So that was part of the cost. Yeah, and you remember Phil Phil Spencer got to Microsoft, he quickly pulled it off. Yep. Thank God. I still, uh, I could see myself, gentlemen, being an Xbox guy next generation. I'm not opposed to it, depending on what they show off. I'm not either. And the reason I say that is because they've clearly been making an effort to buy all these studios and get exclusive games. Yes. I think that was the biggest complaint I had with Microsoft was that you look at Sony, again, they have games like Uncharted, they have Infamous, they have Last of Us, like they have these huge titles. And I felt like, to me at least, Xbox really has only ever had Halo, Gears, and Forza. Right. And now it looks like that might change. So that's all I was going to say. I was going to say, 
two things uh, in my boat. First off, you guys both have PS4 Pros. Yeah. I'm using my original launch day PS4. So oh. I feel like it's been seven years, and I, I feel like it's time for an upgrade. Old faithful, um, huh? Yeah. So I don't know how it's still ticking. <laughs> and the other thing you were saying about uh, Xbox having more games, like the games that Xbox has announced for like coming out this year and that, the big thing is I love it. I love that they have more studios, they have more games. I'm excited to see the games that they end up putting out, but everything they have an announced now doesn't interest me in any way, shape, or form. Ninja Theory, I love their games. I'm super excited for Hellblade 2. I'm super excited for that Project Mara that they haven't really shown anything from yet. Mm -hmm. But that, what is it, bloody... That that game that they have coming out like in next month, mm. I have zero interest in. It is a team-based melee combat game. Right. Then uh, there's that game from... Blanking on the name. Uh, Obsidian. That is a survival mm. game where you're essentially shrunk in a backyard. That doesn't interest me whatsoever. I'm yeah. glad that they're putting out games, but it doesn't have me yet because it doesn't have the games like The Last of Us, Bloodborne. These are the games I absolutely love. And that's why like, I love that they're putting out the games, but I can't see myself going to Xbox yet because they haven't shown me the games that I want to see. But yeah. I do love that they're doing that. I think what what I mean by that, and I'm not saying I'm 100% I'm going Xbox, because I think I've said for the past four years that I think this is the year Xbox is going to take over, and they usually <laughs> just disappoint me every single year, um, but I really think this is Xbox, the next generation, is Xbox's generation to win. Like, yeah. they are set up to absolutely take a dub, but they've been set up for a few years now where, like, I think we've all been sitting waiting and been like, all right, yeah. Where when's the big year coming? Is this the big year? Nope. Is this the big year? Nope. So uh, it's hard for me to say for sure that I'm gonna be an Xbox guy. But like, like I said, like if they come to, I don't know, did they pull out of E3 this year? No. Nope. They are there. They announced they will be there. If if they come to E3 this year and they announce Fable Four, like I'm in. I gotta get an Xbox One, man. Like it, it, I love Fable. Well, I love the first one. It, but just, so like, if Xbox comes and blows me away this E3, there's there's a good chance I'll buy an Xbox One. I don't know how I feel about PS4, man, or the PS5, because, like I said, I got my Pro. They said most games are going to be multi-plat. If they show off some banger exclusives, I'll jump in. But I also remember the dark days of the first uh, eight months, nine months of PS4. Yep. Not great. That's why I didn't get one, was because there was Killzone, Knack, and then eight months later, there was Infamous. And then even after that, there wasn't much for a while. So Yeah. And um, it was destroying Microsoft. That's what was crazy. Yeah, well, they, 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 still... they won the headspace, dude. They won that headspace, yep. that generation, yeah. so fast. But what about you, Coach? How are you feeling about this next generation coming in? Well, so I have the um, the One X, and I and I even said this before Microsoft announced everything. Like, I'm happy with it. Like, everything that I that I play on, it looks it looks as good as I want it to be. It looks right? amazing, right? Like, these, yeah. this generation just looks amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so I had a feeling, and I talked to Austin about this, I think, but I had a feeling that the new Halo, um, I guess what, Halo Infinite, was yep. also going to be on um, the One X. Yep. Because why would they just release this powerful system? And oh, no, they, they confirmed that. Well, I know that. I know they okay. did. 
But what I'm saying is before they confirmed that, my reasoning or you know, my thinking was, why would Microsoft do that to their fan base where they're not going to bring um, Halo Infinite to this generation of systems, you know? Um, so I, I, if it's not a non-Nintendo console, usually I wait. You know, I wait for those games. The original Xbox, I waited um, a year and a half, maybe two years. Uh, 360, I waited. Um, and both the PS3 and PS4, I waited till I was on different deplo deployments to, to purchase. So who knows? After two or three years, the, the PS5 Pro will come out. You know, right. so yeah. I, I would almost want to wait till one of those type of systems come out. I mean, I'm sure I'll buy one or the other this fall but i don't know what it's gonna be yet and i'm just not 100 percent sold on this next generation yet man i mean usually pc gaming is a look into what console gaming is going to be and even on pc i'm like uh kind of all looks the same at this point man like, i really can't tell much of a difference um like sure you can tell it like, it's, it's a little better looking it's a little prettier but like Man, I can't really imagine a game looking much better than Horizon Zero Dawn on the Pro in 4K. Yeah. Now, I mean, it's... here's one thing to keep in mind, and I'm not saying it's going to be like this, just it was for a bunch of games in the transition between PS3 and PS4. For example, uh, Shadow of Mordor, Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, or Shadow of War, Mordor, the first one. Yeah. Um, remember how it had the... What was it called? The, the Nemesis, Nemesis system. system that was cut Remember out. Remember how yeah. awesome that was? Yeah, yeah, that wasn't in the PS3 version. Right. They cut that out. To... So I'm not even sure how that game ran without the Nemesis. It didn't exactly. Make any sense I I heard very not good things about the PS3 version of the game. Yeah. Now we don't know anything like that about this next gen or anything, but just not knowing if we are going to get. Yeah, you'll get the same game, but this one will have all these different features and stuff that aren't on. Right. And like. Uh, Again, we just don't know yet, but that's one thing I am kind of keeping in mind. The other thing with Xbox One, they have Game Pass. Uh, right, which is a I great have, service. Mm -hmm. I have Xbox Game Pass Ultimate until June 2022. Wow. Jesus. I can I can get the Xbox Series X, and I have games to play for two and a half years. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think it's it's interesting that these systems are coming out and like, I feel like I'm not ready because definitely like last, you know, with the PS3 to PS4, I wasn't necessarily not ready, but well, PS3 um, sucks too. That was <laughs> to the thing. Honest. That was the thing was like PS3 was kind of rough, but I think now like PS4, I feel like it just works, you know, like so I don't good. really have issues yeah. with PS4. Whereas I PS3, PS4, like I had tons of issues with. And yeah. um, I think for me, the thing is, Obviously, the games. Like, I care about the games. Um, mm -hmm. If they announce, like, a God of War 2 or Spider-Man 2, you know, I'm in. Right. Um, which I'm expecting one of those probably to be announced at some point within the next year. But um, if one of those are not announced, I probably won't be getting one at launch. But I think the thing I'm curious about is the direction they go, um, both Microsoft and Sony, because I feel like these things are becoming more like PCs. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm kind of curious... You know, we see it with the PS4 Pro. We see it with the One X. I want to know what kind of settings we get within these games because, I mean, you're right, Seth. I feel like graphically, like, I'm perfectly fine with how, again, 
Horizon, God of War. Like, I'm fine with how those games look. I do not need an upgrade. Right. Would it be awesome to see a solid 60 frames per second in every single game that releases? Yes. I think that's the more important thing for me. But remember, so. that's what we thought was going to happen with the PS4 and Xbox yep. One. And it, and it didn't. didn't happen. No. Like, nope. they, 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 we, we all thought coming in this generation, we were going to get full HD, 60 frames a second, and almost no games lived up to that. Yep. So it's like, wow. And that's what everybody talked about the first two years of this generation oh, was, was so annoying. <laughs> 970p. You know? Oh my god! Every yeah. game that came out, IGN had a comparison article about. Like, oh. But you know what is interesting is they're like kind of. There's not a lot of information out on these systems, you know. No. And he, we're on the verge of March, um, and I know that Sony's not going to be around for E3 which E3 has totally changed. That's a whole nother uh, discussion. But um, I would say probably within the next three months, we're going to get the reveal. We, I think we have to get the reveal right. on those. Um, and it's going to be exciting to watch because it's always exciting for new technology, especially gaming, because, you know, that's, that's our thing. But just to see what the other has that the other doesn't. You know, right. why yeah. mm -hmm. they're, they're going to have to cater, you know, and it's funny because Microsoft is kind of going a different route, you know, yep. Nintendo was the first one to just kind of like bow out of the whole console race. Right. And then I think recently I read something where Phil Spencer said Sony's not their, um, they're not their, uh, whatchamacallit, they're, they're not, yeah, they're the competitor. They're going up against all of the um, online services. You know, Which streaming services. I, I think is a little foolish to say, personally. Yeah. But, it, you know, a competitor is a competitor, to whether you want to acknowledge them or not. It's like, we, we're right now, we're talking about PS4 and versus Xbox One because they're competitors. Because we got to decide which one to buy. So, it's like, they're competitors. Yeah. <laughs> so, I just think that spring, early summer is going to be pretty exciting for all of the yeah. new... The new stuff from Sony and Microsoft. And I personally love the way the the series x looks i think it looks pretty slick looks do people so hate nice. people hate the way the ps5 looks i kind of like it, it looks it's oh i different. do too it it's looks like, like some different. from uh aliens or something yeah. like that you know it looks yeah. pretty damn cool i like it the ps5 so, yeah yeah they haven't shown the ps5 no the he's talking kit. about the, the dev, dev oh the dev come kit. on the which v. i'm almost po i'm almost positive is exactly how they're gonna look because here's here, here's the thing like yeah people make the argument that um, most dev kits don't look anything like the final console, but these dev kits they're showing off are like very. Why would you put that much effort into designing yeah. a dev kit? You know, it's like okay, I, I'm pretty most sure dev it's kits look like a square box. Like yeah, they don't yeah. look like this. So yeah. I agree. Um, but awesome, awesome topic, awesome. Elijah, why don't you tell us about The Witcher Three on Switch getting cross save support and uh, a bunch of options? This is from IGN by Matt Perslow. Uh, to sum it up, so we're not reading the whole thing. Yeah, Witcher 3 on Switch is getting a new update with graphical options, touch control support, and more importantly, save file integration with GOG and Steam. That's the big deal. That's the big one. Yes. Yep. Right there. Uh, I I want to know, why aren't we seeing this with more games? Like, why is this only with Switch and PC? Why is it just Witcher 3 and what was the other one? Divinity Original Sin 2. Like, no other games are doing this. And what, like, what is it hurting? Because I know one of the big things, big arguments, you could say, with uh, 
games like Destiny or that is having the character, like, you buy something and then, oh, you don't have to buy it for the other one, which works for some things. But for games like Divinity and Witcher 3 or things where it's like there's an expansion or something like that, why would it hurt? In fact, it would probably help. If somebody has Witcher 3 on con or on PC and has all the expansions, whatever, oh, I want to play it on PS4, so they buy the game and I need to buy the expansions too. Why aren't we seeing this more often? Uh, I think it's a litigation thing, right? It's just, it's just like it's it's like um, the 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 big boys don't want to play with anybody else, and yeah. Nint Nintendo's open to it. I I that was my first thought, but then Elijah brought up Destiny, and Destiny has cross save with PS4, Xbox One, and PC, mm -hmm. and so. That's the only example I can think of that does that, though. I don't know if there's anything else, really, aside from maybe, like, Fortnite or something, I think might share, like, your purchases. I don't really know. So, um, I think... Yeah. If, if, I, if I'm... It, I think what's happening here and why Destiny is such a special case is because Destiny runs on Bungie servers. Yeah. So all your save data is saved with Bungie, so they can transfer it to whatever they want. Mm -hmm. For something like The Witcher 3, it's going to have to be transferred through GOG and Steam. So you, from from PC, you're going to have to upload your save through them. Or on Switch, you're going to have to upload your save through them and then download it through them too. Mm -hmm. So that that could be something as well. And maybe this hasn't been a problem before. Maybe, maybe it's not uh, an ongoing issue. But maybe what we're seeing instead is the revolution of... GOG and Steam being like, hey, if you guys want to do cross-save with PC, we're, we're going to allow that now. Maybe that's what's happening instead of this being yeah. a problem before. And I hope that's a thing because I think the thing I'm realizing as time goes on is there's so much like unnecessary, I guess, strife amongst like Xbox and Sony and Nintendo and PC um, just for no reason. I, and I think it's nice to be able to connect with your other platforms you know yeah right you look at you look at rocket league and you can play literally with people on all three systems plus pc yep. um there is it is entirely cross play and Same so is duty. so is fortnite wait is, is call of duty as well yes yeah yes, it is i forgot about that across yep. everything yeah so that game is too i mean it's just and even Minecraft is now, um, which is insane. Like you can play on your phone with somebody on the Xbox version of Minecraft or Switch version of Minecraft or PC. Like it's just, I feel like, I think you're right, Seth. Like I'd love to see more of this. And I think the crossplay stuff is just the start. Um, I think the save stuff maybe is the next topic. Maybe that's the next thing that comes up because yep. definitely, um, especially with the Switch, especially with the switch yep. i would love to see games that are cross-play because you know naturally for me at least like if i if i could transfer my saves between witcher 3 on switch and the pc version that would be so wonderful because oh yeah i could play witcher 3 portable come home kick it over to my pc play like the higher fidelity version because i don't know that i would really play like the docked version of switch witcher 3 um just because i know like graphically it's a little rough but like from what i hear you don't it's just stuff like that. Like I, I, you know, I think that's it's good for the customer and it it's really just helpful. I think. Cool, cool. All right, uh, coach, thoughts. Um, there's not enough games 
And it's, we're, we're past that point where developers or Sony, Microsoft, everybody should worry about that type of stuff. There's, cause there was always negativity around Sony from what I remember regarding this. Yeah, the know? past couple of years. Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's time to move on. It's time to like, just, cause in the end, all you just wanna do is just play, right? Right. And luckily there's some games that you can, like I know Rocket League was huge. Um, and uh, so, I know, I just think it's, it, it, there needs to be more of this. Right. All right, sweet. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Well, good good topic, Elijah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, jump into um, my, my topic here. Um, so, this is something that I wanted to bring up to you guys because I don't see anyone writing about this, but this is something that is rumbling... Um, from a, a lot of different uh, corners of the country. So I have um, a lot of sources in, at GameStop. And I'm not going to give any information because I don't want them to get in trouble. But I yeah. can tell you guys off air uh, that, um, and this is not just sourced by me. There's another guy on YouTube called Camelot331 who is uh, breaking this news open. And no one's talking about it. And uh, he's getting all these messages uh, from people that are that collaborate with what I've been hearing, and that is that uh, GameStop could go bankrupt as early as June. Um, right now, GameStop's whole strategy is to use tech trades to stay alive until the new console launch, um, but it's not going well. Apparently, uh, apparently the tech trades make GameStop a ton of money, and that's why now when you go in to GameStop. Uh, the associates are supposed to be tasked with asking you what your cell phone is and giving you the quote to turning in your cell phone or trading in your cell phone rather. Mm. Um, apparently things are really, really bad at GameStop right now with uh, employees getting written up um, for not getting enough quotes, not getting enough tech trades in general, which I'm going to be honest is, is completely ridiculous from a sales associate perspective because you cannot control who can trade in their cell phone. Like, like it's just not something that you can sell to somebody like people need their phones, you know? Um, but yeah, it's good. It could be some dark months ahead for GameStop. Now, I personally think that if GameStop goes bankrupt, uh, the first off, they're, they're trying to file for chapter 11 bankruptcy, by the way, which is basically what Toys R Us did Mm -hmm. a couple years ago, which is basically drop a whole ton of stores and, try and operate at a small scale and then rebuild the company. Um, but the thing is, is that I kind of honestly feel that if GameStop goes chapter 11, someone's going to step in and buy them, especially with the new consoles coming out this year. But I think, uh, what we'll see in the next nine months is a GameStop that is completely unrecognizable to the GameStop we know today from what I, from, and by the way, from what I hear, um, the current strategy going forward could be to drop any GameStop within an hour of each other. So mm. it's going to be an hour drive uh, for between GameStops. You know, um, I, we don't want this to happen. And I no, know, and I know that, you know, GameStop has contributed to this, you know, and their negativity with their employees, you know, or the way that they, 
they treat their employees and people getting on YouTube and sharing their experiences. And, but in the end, we don't want this to happen because, you know, we, we still need that store we can go to to pick up used games or like when I knew that they were in serious trouble, like last year, I decided to, and I know I'm just one person, but I decided to drop all my pre-orders for, um, for Amazon and pre-order specifically through uh, GameStop. Now, these are just um, my Nintendo Switch pre-orders, which, you know, I know that they're going to be, you know, decent games. So I wasn't too worried, like um, Luigi's Mansion, Link's Awakening, and uh, the um, the Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. Right. But, but if we wanted to just go get something, you know, if you're a collector, you know, that's where you go to get your physical copies and they're cheap. You know, I mean, like you could get a copy of doom 2016 for probably about under about 15 bucks. I would have guessed I could be wrong, but we don't want this to happen. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, they already, I saw some of the stores that they tried to um, just change. There was one in Dallas where I go to because I'm trying to get the, the pops of Motley Crue. I have all three but one. And so oh, I went in there. I went in there and they totally changed it. I'm like, yeah. I didn't like it. Oh, you so, don't like the new store design? No, I, it I don't. Really cool. No. I mean, like, have you been in one? No, there's none around here. But yeah, it looks so, kind of cool. You can go in and play games, right? And they like snacks. No, no, they didn't have that. It was more oh, of okay. like the wood floor, different design. Now, they did have a lot of the plushies and all of that stuff, which was cool. But it took away from what they have in stock. So, yeah. so I was going to uh, say, from every instance of those stores that I've seen, the stock of their games is like non-existent compared to yeah, like the GameStop we know. Yeah, I mean, I, I know people really. A lot of people don't like their GameStop and they hate their employees and whatnot. But, dude, the GameStop like right down the road from me right now is so so good. And like, I'm friends with every single one of the people that work there. We go out to the bar and, 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 you know, every Tuesday and whatnot and have a good time. And it's not just that I don't want to see them lose their job because that's obviously like a big portion of it. But it's like, damn, dude, like this store is something special for, for people in the community, for gamers in the community. And it's mass, It's the biggest GameStop I've ever been. The GameStop's in Boston, uh, New York City. None of them are even close to this GameStop in, in terms of pure square feet. And it's got a ton of collectibles, a ton of games. It, it's the biggest GameStop I've ever seen. It's the nicest GameStop I've ever seen. And it does not... Listen, guys, like, like this is not just a rumor at this point from like the sources that I have. Like This is all but confirmed that GameStop is very, very, very close to just going under in, in, in June or July. Like It's, it's, it's bad. And... Um, Apparently they've stopped sending out stock. Um, so, for instance, like Xbox One controllers are one of the things they cut back on. If you go to your local GameStop, you may only see one or two Xbox controllers there, um, and and a lot of other accessories and collectibles. The, the stock has dwindled down to, to trickle. Apparently, um, there's a lot of other problems like district leaders getting cut and just being replaced with with regional managers. Uh, HR is apparently like on fire right now. People complaining and. Hmm. It's it's a real mess. Uh, and I, I shouted this guy out earlier, right? When I was first talking about it, the guy that was yeah. 
Okay, Camelot three three one. If you guys are interested in this at all, go ahead and watch his videos. People are writing into him, sharing their stories anonymously about GameStop and, and the employees and whatnot. It's and it's blowing up. What I don't understand is how this is happening, and no one is writing about it. Because I heard this through my sources about this happening, and then they told me about this guy, and that's how I discovered him. But you'd think if there was rumors circulating the mill about the biggest game retailer in the world going under, someone would be writing about it. And yeah. it's just no one is. So I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, but... It's in rough shape, man, and it, I'm going to be really, really sad if we don't have GameStop by the end of the year. Really, really sad, but also don't pre-order your consoles through GameStop because it, <laughs> it might not work out. It does suck because, like, I mean, personally, at least, I haven't shopped at GameStop in I don't even know how long, probably at least six, seven years. But You're the problem. Um, <laughs> well, obviously, for a while, it was because of Amazon and the 20% off and then, you know, Gamers Club, so... As a consumer, I had no reason to buy games at GameStop because I could get them twelve dollars cheaper on Amazon and, right. and Best Buy. But yep. um, and by the way, I, I don't mean I don't mean to interrupt you here, yep. but you can now do that through Walmart as yep. well. I don't know if you noticed, Walmart yep. sells games ten dollars cheaper. So yep. go ahead. Yep. Yep. But um, you know, I haven't shopped there in in years, but still, like, you know, I I think we need it. I think that so many people still shop there and. You know, when I was a kid, I'll never forget walking into GameStop and, you know, just being in awe of all the games they had there and always like browsing through the games and, you know, looking for what I wanted to buy. And I just can't imagine like a new, you know, young gamer like growing up today and not having a store where he can go look at, at games like that. You know, it's like really we disappointing. When we were kids. So, and dude, it, it, it's so sad because I feel like as. And terrible as GameStop is, yeah, it really is the last great bastion of how things used to be because we, yep. we just lost E3. You know, E3 yep. E3 is pretty much done and over with, and, yep. and, or it's going to be changing drastically. Um, but GameStop was like that last bastion. Where you could go in, just browse the game, see what's in stock, hunt for some maybe rare games that you can't find many places. Um, and, and to think of that going away is just, it really is sad, man. It really is sad. Mm-hmm. So I, I went to GameStop at my lunch break on Monday because I was in the mood for a Sonic game and found they had one used for PS3. So I picked it up. Where else am I going to just randomly decide I want a Sonic game and, yeah. uh, there's a PS3 copy in stock nearby. Yep. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know if you guys have noticed this too, but, um, it seems like Walmart is kind of smelling blood in the water because not only has Walmart dropped the price of all their games, $10, they have added a collectible section. Hmm. I don't know if you guys are doing this or not. Uh, at least my yes. Walmart has. I, I've seen uh, at least one other Walmart has done it too. They've added a collectible section right next to their video games that looks an awful lot like the GameStop collectibles. It's like Funko Pops and different stuff like that. Yeah, statues and action yep. figures and like real... Uh, high-end collectibles and it's like oof i think walmart's getting a little sharky smelling the blood in the water you know but (laughs) But, i mean that's where i got all of my good um you know when you uh when you pre-order a game that's where i got you know that's where we got the resident evil 4 uh demo disc 
that's where we got the um, when you pre-ordered Wind Waker, we got the Ocarina of Time uh, and the Master Quest for the GameCube. Um, and even now, Nintendo always provides these really cool posters, right? These smaller mm -hmm. posters. So once that goes, those little things um, are going to go away. Now, Target, you know, they're doing something, a little pouch for uh, Animal Crossing, I think it is. Mm -hmm. um, so they yep. still might do some things like that. But, you know, GameStop would always, for especially for Nintendo, would always have these cool little, like, posters or, you know, back in the day when when uh, pre-order what meant a pre-order and you got a, you know something good, um, you get that at um, GameStop. Yeah, man. And, uh, you know, you're right, Coach. They did it to themselves. The, the management did it to themselves by just being detached and not listening and treating their employees badly and gouging prices. But I think at the end of the day, despite, you know, how much hatred people have for GameStop, I think we're all going to miss it when it's gone. Yep. Being, I think a lot of people take for granted the ability to just go to a video game store and walk in and browse what you want. Now, like I said, I think if they do file Chapter 11 here um, in the middle of the year, someone's probably going to sweep in and buy them just because even if they shut down or sell it out again you know, in um, a few years, with the new consoles coming, I can't imagine someone not being interested in buying. And by the way, that potential buyer that GameStop had like a year ago, uh, they're they looking into was Hot Topic. Um, oh, I forgot and, about that, yeah. And that fell yeah. through. Um, but I don't know that Hot Topic would have been that bad of a buyer either. You know? I, I'm going to be honest. I like Hot Topic. I'm in there all yeah. the time. I mean, I'm so not in there all the time. I would have been, been okay with it. I kind of hate walking into Hot Topic because as soon as you walk in there, the sales associates like jump on you, and I'm just like, "Yo, like leave me alone." You know, I, I don't care about your buy two get one free shirts. Just go away. So get, sit at your desk and listen to your death metal music. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I think that's about all for Game Stops. Uh, Coach, tell me about these uh, Switch games that leaked via the rating board. Okay, so. Um, it's very interesting. This came out a day or two ago, and it was originally spotted by Game Explain. But basically, what happened is the Game Rating and Administration Committee of Korea has recently added two new entries um, to to the Switch, uh, which would be ports of uh, Atlas's Catherine Full Body. Have you heard of that one, Elijah? Oh yeah, such okay. a great game. <laughs> now. And then the other one is the collection of XCOM 2. Now, here's mm. the reason why I wanted to discuss this, because recently Atlas put out a questionnaire to its fans and asking about what games they would want to port over. So Atlas is looking to see what they what games would be um, they could make money off of porting over to the Switch. And so recently... Um, the uh, the Shimigami Ten Tensei crossover. Um, what was that one? The uh, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Yes. Okay. So that just was ported, which was on the the Wii U. But you know, five people had the Wii U, right? Including me and uh, Austin. That was about it. <laughs> yeah. So it's a remake um, of a 
2011 game, I believe it was. And the remake was only in um, for the PS4 and the Vita in Japan. So this will be the first time that um, gamers would be able to get a taste of this game uh, of the remake. So hopefully it sells enough so we can get more Atlas games because uh, they have quite a few games, meaning, and then, you know, everybody wants Persona 5, you know, on the Switch. Yeah, that's been a that, really hot topic this last week, actually. Yes. Um, and I would have to find the article to give the actual source for this. But there was somebody at Atlas that said something about, like, keep asking for it, like, keep fighting for Persona 5 on Switch. Her name's Ari Advancula. Yeah, so. And that kind of um, drove me crazy. It's like, why do that? You know, it's like, you know already that the demand is is there, you know? It would sell, I'm not saying it would sell like Pokemon numbers or Mario numbers, but it would sell pretty damn high. I mean, so, I, would, I would expect it to come to the Switch sometime this year after Persona 5 Royal comes out. They're gonna put, they wouldn't put the, the non-Royal edition on Switch, they'll put the Royal edition on. Yeah, so. 100%. And that's, that's I mean, gonna it, come to Switch. And it just makes sense. I mean, freaking Jokers and Smash. Like yeah. that's that's and your Persona evidence 5 right there. Scramble is out now in Japan. Wow. Yep. Cloud yeah, and, Smash 2. <laughs> and Scramble they don't have a date yet for an American release, right? Not no. yet. No. And that's technically a sequel to Persona 5 too. Yep. So. Yep. Because I for some reason I thought it was like um the um is it who made the um um Hyrule Warriors? Who did that? That was uh Omega Force. Tech, yeah. Did, for some reason, I thought they were doing the game. Yeah, they are. They it's, are. Okay. It's made by the same people, and it plays in a similar style. Um, but it's just... the and, In the vein of Persona spinoffs, it actually has a, a real story to it and yeah. actually follows up. So, like, even, for example, the Persona 4 dancing game, which was mm -hmm. literally just a rhythm game, had a story which that followed up after, after Persona 4. Yeah. yeah. So it was technically a sequel as well, even though yeah. it was a rhythm game. Coach, are you are you interested in these Atlas RPGs all of a sudden? Um, kind of. Yeah. Only because, yeah. And here's the reason why: because I didn't get a chance to get into Fire Emblem, but right. the the anime type, and I know Fire Emblem and Persona are two different, you know. But um, just to try and delve into it, I was honestly thinking about getting um, Tokyo Mirage Sessions, but. I knew that I had a lot of stuff going as far as playing right now, but I do want to get into that and just see. And actually, I've been like kind of going on because um, I still have my Vita and thinking about playing uh, Persona Four. Yeah. Is it Persona Four Golden? Yep. No, play Persona Three and Five instead. Don't do Three Four. No, terrible. play Four, please. No, play don't four. play Four. Four is amazing. <laughs> four is four wonderful. Socks, dude. But that would be. I don't know. That'd be later on down. So we'll see. But um, so, yeah, I just think it's really interesting because um, the Persona games coming on Switch would be good for it. And uh, and some of their older titles as well. So and then another game that was um, that came up on that um, the game rating uh, board was uh, XCOM 2, which I remember when it came out, when I guess the first one, what was it? Enemy Unknown? Is that yeah. what it was? Yeah. And that was on like the PS3. That was during mm -hmm. that generation. And I never really got into it. But after playing Mario and Rabbids and seeing how 
okay, this is really good. I went back and looked at the um, the trailer for XCOM 2, and it's funny because when you do a move, then it has like a mini cutscene, and I'm like, okay, that's why people really say that Mario uh, Mario Rabbids um, is is takes is heavily inspired by the XCOM series. Oh yeah. Yeah. So and it did really well too. So um, it'll be interesting. I, I think I would get that, even though the better version, of course, is on PC or whatever. So, and then more recently, um, the same thing happened with the Metro Redux uh, for the Switch that someone found out through you know um, a game you know of the game getting uh, a rating, and then it was. Um, it was announced, and then they had the the trailer, and then I guess we're waiting for. It. Is it? I believe it's March that it's yes, coming out. Yeah, that sounds right. So, and fun fact, as Elijah likes to say, um, what is the uh, Digital Foundry did a really good comparison of all of like Doom, all of these big um, third party games that were ported to the Switch, and they said Metro Redux is going to be the best one. Wow. You know, yeah, they said like as far as keeping it at a solid 30 frames per second, um, of course, there's going to be some blurring and stuff like that. But they said the the developers behind um, the porting of Metro Redux, that this is the best one of all of the big titles. So, wow. um, yeah, so it's pretty cool. Well, I would definitely. Another, all I want to say quick is be on the lookout. There is another series that got leaked coming to Switch buy a rating overseas. Yep. The, the yep. Bioshock series. Yep. Well, that'd be a good Switch game. But yeah. Uh, but I wanted to say, Coach, is that I would definitely um, recommend you play Catherine. Uh, yep. I think Catherine is probably the most unique game that's ever been made. Um, not, because not only is it uh, super adult and, and adult theme oriented, and, and not in like the, the um, pornographic way, but in like like themed way. Um, it, oh yeah, it deals, he cheats on like, his girlfriend, right? Yeah, it, it deals a lot with relationships right. and uh, internal monologue and like uh, uh, moral compasses. Um, but it, it's also like a very hard puzzle game that's extremely rewarding and score based, and it's a lot of fun. It's it's a great great game. I can't speak highly enough about Catherine. Um, I loved it back on the PS3. I just played it again on PS4. It's so, so good. One of the great games of all time, in my opinion. But so, did it have um, an English translation? Since yep. yeah, yeah, okay, it came out in English. In, in fact, the main character is voiced by one Troy Baker. Yep, beautiful, yep. really beautiful yep. animated yep. cutscenes. Yep. Wow. You go to the bar and like talk to your buddies, and depending on choices uh, that you make every night, they might die or they might live. Um, there's like a really cool like alcohol trivia like thing where they tell you about alcohol and how it's made and like you, can, you yeah I mean it's just it's it's honestly just a really really amazing game and you, when you play it you can tell it was crafted with a lot of care and love uh, it was like a passion project for Atlas from the Persona team and um, yeah I, I I can't recommend Catherine enough. One of these days I'll actually go back and play it. I only played like the first two or three hours I think wow. when I bought it. So that is just disgusting. Yeah. I, I actually just regurgitated my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but, all right. Well, uh, anything else we want to say before we wrap up this show? I have one more thing to say. All right. I know we kind of talked about it um, just with us. But um, next week on the 24th, 
Okay, you have to have a Japanese eShop account and you have to have the online service, but it'll be for free. You could play it for a week and that's dead sales. Yeah, well, buddy. The only thing I'm going to say is this podcast, I don't know when it's going up. So, <laughs> right. The 24th may have already happened. <laughs> well, we're pretending like it's uh, yeah. the 31st may have already happened. Sorry yeah. if you missed out. So, right. Yeah, I was going to just add on at the end here. Um, just moving forward. Um, obviously, this is episode zero, so I think this has been actually a really good test. Um, it went really. We well. should release this on like our one year anniversary. <laughs> I thought we well, were no, just going to release it. Yeah, oh, okay. this comes this comes yeah. out like yeah. normal. <laughs> yeah. So, but anyway, um, I think it's. I mean, it's been great being back and and doing this again. Um, I did want to add on. Um, I don't really know what the intro sounds like to this because it has not even started production at this time but hopefully it's awesome and then secondly the graphics that you're hopefully seeing are made by my girlfriend so um that's kind of what's pulling us all together we love you um whenever those come around but um yeah we're just to put this in time reference we're recording this on february 19th so just so you know uh i don't know how far in advance we're recording this but anyway yeah that's all i have to say all right well thanks everybody uh really hope you enjoyed listening to uh the frame skip podcast episode number zero can you say number zero is that grammar yeah I, I think I, it say, works. I wondered about that myself number episode zero uh remember guys uh we're just getting this podcast off the ground so give us a sub and a like and a rating on the podcast app of your choice and, and ask uh, questions. Please yeah, and, ask and, and questions. Yeah. Write us in on our Frames, email address. Frameskippodcast at gmail.com. Thank you, Austin, for yeah. making that because I just realized that. Or, or you can follow us on Twitter at Frameskippod. Frameskippod. Thank yep. you, Austin, once again for having that information on hand. Yep. And um, until next time, guys, take care and remember, get you some. Peace. <laughs>